What up? Uh, thanks for tuning in. We're back with the Oasis podcast. We've been a little sporadic lately, so we'll apologize for that, but things happen. And so we're back this week, and we're glad to be here. Um, we have just uh, a nice and hot uh, topic for you today. It's hot. Hot. Let's go. Summer pun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and to do that, I, I, I mean, I've just really been wrestling with some things going on in life, and you guys have these struggles where, to be honest, they shouldn't be struggles. It's just nonsense that you have to deal with this <laughs> and that it's a part of who you are and what you're doing, what you like experience in life. But what, what's like a recent struggle you've been walking through that is just out of this world silly? Um, so I have a dog. I have a little dachshund. Um, wiener dog? Little wiener dog. I forget that some people don't know what the, the proper name is, dachshund. Um, but I also have a couch that has legs on it. So it sits about six inches off the ground and she likes to take my house slippers, just what I wear to keep my feet warm in the house and take them underneath the couch all the way to the back up against the wall. And so then they're really hard to get. And it's so obnoxious. It's like every day I'm like, I can't find my slippers and they're underneath the couch. Lucy. I know. Come on, Lucille. So just have you seen her do it? Like sneak under there? Does she like belly no, most slide? Of the time, like, I mean, she's a dachshund, so it's not like a hard... But like, she can't probably just like walk under it. No, I mean, she has to crouch a little oh, okay. bit, but she's... I mean, her back is probably only eight inches she like, at the top. She probably, like, <laughs> That's just, what I picture. I mean, she's pretty small. Like she's not... She's not tall. At oh all, yeah. So me and Lucille, we know each other. Yeah. We, we don't get along, but we do know each other. <laughs> Man. Also, house slippers? They're just like little How old are you? They're slippers, man. Why are you hanging on slips, man? I don't like socks. I don't like wearing socks. They're constricting. And most of the time, I like to be barefoot. But every once in a while, it gets a little cold. I have poor circulation. My feet get cold. So I have just little moccasins that I just put on when I'm walking around the house. And then I get sit down on the couch and take them off. Like... Sure, I'm 80. <laughs> no no don't, further no, questions. Don't, don't you have, let Brennan hate on you. You have adequately explained. Comment and let me know if you also wear <laughs> slippers in the house. I, I only wear slippers every once in a while, but I would never have called I them. I have them, but I don't That's wear funny. Them. Ben, do you have your story? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like parenting is just an, a constant struggle, but it's I can't say it's nonsense because they're my children. You did it. No. Yourself, right, correct. So. Like, we chose to make babies, but there's still nonsense. There's there's some moments. I like the like the biggest one usually is Alice not wanting to. Well, just like in general, <laughs> she does this thing. I mean, she does a lot of things, but one is where like she will choose to do something specifically opposite of what we kind of ask mm-hmm. until it's her. Like if I ask her to do something, she will not do it. Until she's made it up in her mind that it was her that decision is, to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. And it is... Stubborn. What are you doing? Yeah, she's me. Love that. But like it's like food. She wants... Like who doesn't want ice cream all the time? Yeah, like, I get it. Alice, like I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I want ice cream too. Like I want, I want a fruit snack as well. Mm. But you need to eat <laughs> your fruit and your meat. Mm. I think she might be vegetarian, but that's a whole nother thing. Mm. <laughs> and it's just like saying you eat your meat and then you can have dessert, whatever, all that type of stuff. She's like, no, like... 
the sass <laughs> and then we'll sit there's like well then you're not getting dessert and so but then it's not an immediate like oh fine i'll do it it's a, a five minutes which doesn't sound like long is an ent- literally an eternity when you're sitting at the dinner mm-hmm. table and then she'd be like i really like meat i was like i want to i want to literally do <laughs> a jesus and flip throat. i want to burn you to cut of the ground <laughs> and i want to flip this table over because it literally is her looking at me going this is my decision and she does it all the time I and that. I love her to death. That's so funny. Did not Wesley go through a phase where he snapped all the time? Oh, man. he! I'm so glad he's not that. You know, he did that. And then Brennan comes over one night and starts asking Wesley to snap. And I wanted to punch him in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> because for some reason, it just... And it shouldn't get on my nerves as much as it did. But if it feels like snapping all the all time, I think, yeah. the time. I can hear him coming up the steps because he's just snapping. But he's gotten out of it a little but bit. But what a privilege that's to be able to snap your fingers, am I right? Some people, <laughs> some people don't can. have that. That's so true. he found that's it at true. a young age, and that's fair. And I pray he snaps those fingers for the rest of his life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, my nonsense one, and I'll, I'll go kind of quick. But it's I have this problem as of late, and I don't think it's been a life problem where I am having difficulties swearing unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> For lack of better words than funny way to say it. Yeah, like I'll just be saying words and all of a sudden everybody in the room kind of pauses because the word I meant to say sounded a lot like what what I shouldn't have said. You know, like just the other day we were in a leadership interview and in the midst of saying leadership, you can probably infer what happened. And I've done it probably like, I mean, five to ten times in the last couple of months, like this shouldn't yeah. be my problem, but so it's just, funny. it's something that's happening to me. So there you go. There's it's, my nonsense. It's one of struggle. my favorite things when it happens. It, it, I get incredibly awkward. I don't know how to recover. There's really not a good way to recover from it, especially when it's in a public setting. And it's like, oh, you all just heard me say that. But The reason we ask about these, these random struggles is because we're doing just kind of uh, this podcast looking towards the summer and the end of the year one for our college students, but even for the normal rhythm of young adults, summer can offer some different uh, some different things just in general. So we want to do this podcast called Summer Suggestions. And to start, we're going to talk just about what are some of the struggles we see in a young adult community when the summer comes around. So especially for those college students, when you're, you're finished here in Brookings or wherever you're listening, and you've gone home or you've picked up a different job, and it just it all looks kind of different for those three months. Or if you're a young adult and you've decided that, hey, I'm going to take some vacation time during the summer or I'm around my fr- family more because I'm traveling a little bit or even just in like your job maybe functions a little bit around more of a, a, an academic calendar. So in that, one of you just want to just kind of start with us and, and talk about what are some of the struggles we see in young adults when the summer rolls around? I mean, the easiest one that we everyone can relate to is, and, and what's hard too with college students and young adults is it's a big transitional moment. I mean, for, for a lot of them or a few of them at least. So maybe you're graduating college or maybe you're a young adult and some of your college friends are leaving. It's that transitional friendship moment. It's a struggle to see friends leave. To, one, it's a struggle and hard really say to say goodbye, but then to try to actually maybe have to find new friends mm-hmm. and like have those moments where you're like just time with friends changes. And even if you're not haven't graduated and haven't left, like a lot of our college students go home. Right. And so they go home and the community that they've had and that they've built is gone and different and it's changes and it's really hard. And I think you can even go on the other end of that is if you're one of those people going somewhere like in the summer, it can be hard to make friends or hard to, to have that because you don't have the normal rhythms of life in school or work. 
So then the people you would connect with, you're not getting in the proximity with as much. Or your college student who's going home to friends that you haven't seen or interacted with in a couple months, or the relationships are just different than they used to be. And all of that can kind of just be really confusing and messy. Jaina, what's another one? Yeah, so this is also a time when uh, relationships with family can change. Again, if you're a college student, maybe you're going home, you're living with your family again, you haven't been with them from six to nine months of the year. Um, maybe you just finished your freshman year and now you're going home to live at home for the first time as like a real adult. Like <laughs> navigating that transition of how much influence do my parents have or like what, what rules or things have changed and how does the relationship look different. Um, but even as a young adult, like maybe you've been away with your fa- from your family for a while, you're going to go spend more time with your family on vacations or just all those different things. Um, this season can look different for family relations mm-hmm. as well. I, I, I don't know about for you guys, but for me, that freshman year going back home, like, mm-hmm. cause I only went home once when I was in college was, and it was that freshman year after freshman year of that summer. And like my life had radically changed because of Jesus. Yeah. But then also going home and like, I also experienced a year of, of at least I had a lot of independence in high school for a lot of different reasons, but even had more leaving the home because it was literally I'm sleeping in a different place for the first time than I did with under a roof with my mom and dad. And so, yeah, just the reality of the independence thing, but even going back, it's like my life drastically changed as a follower of Jesus. And I'm going into it. It's for some of our people. And for me, it was going into a place where they don't know Jesus. Yeah. So what does this look like when... Like they're still my parents. And so balancing, like, I want to go to church every Sunday and I don't want to go to the church that you think I should go to because we went twice a year when I was in high school. <laughs> and so just like balancing that stuff was really tough and ha- wanting to have more intentional conversations when we never had intentional conversations yeah. before. Yeah, And that whole honor piece of what it looks yeah. like to just continue to submit to their authority, but also to, to try and live your, your new life in Jesus mm-hmm. and respect that's oh, yeah. messy, but... Another one we we see when it comes to the summer is pretty much just rhythms and schedules change. I mean, even if you're a working person, like the summer as in business can look more relaxed than it sometimes does in the academic year. Like people are taking more time off, even if you're not, your coworkers might be or your boss might be. So then people aren't in the office the same or your workload or your work schedule will change. Or as a college student, like clearly you don't have the classes well. You could unfortunately be taking summer classes, but most of the people, you're not going to have the classes, so then your classes don't provide you with the, the Monday through Friday rhythm that you're normally used to, and you have to get used to a new rhythm and a new place, and, and that's hard. Yeah, and something that a lot of what we're going to talk about kind of connects with each other in the struggles, at least it, in my, for me it did, mm-hmm. and so for some of you guys it might, but, and, and I think both of you have mentioned this a little bit, um, Brennan did, with going back home. If for some of you, if you're going back home, um, the old habits that you had with friends mm-hmm. or the expectations that you had with the friends that you have now during the school year, but going back wanting to potentially pursue those same habits or those same rhythms mm-hmm. with your older friends, it's just not the same yeah. because they're coming from a different space too, especially if you haven't been in the same place in proximity over the last nine months being at the school year. So like going into it of trying to wrestle and be aware of, okay, I don't want to fall into potentially old habits and temptations that were unhealthy for my life, but I also shouldn't have the same expectations that I just had over the past nine months of friends that I, friendships of rhythms of, I mean, just cause stuff does tend to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just being aware of not wanting to fall into things that were potentially former, but also to recognize that maybe you did love and follow Jesus and had a great community in high school. 
and you left and it's been that first year or even a couple years and you come back home or you go to a different place where you know people, where you knew people in high school, but like people change in in a year Mm -hmm. or even in a few years. And so the relationship that maybe you were really close with is different Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And so not having an expectation that things are going to look, and and your relationship with your parents is different. Mm -hmm. Siblings is different and that's okay. It's just knowing that it might be awkward. No, that's super good. Yeah. I think even in that too, like you can get into, there's differences in how accountability looks. So maybe in the the school year that you've created relationships, you have accountability partner or people that you're doing life with and now you've gone home or, or they've gone home or there's just a break and you don't have that intentional time together. And so what does it look like to continue to pursue accountability and to not fall into old patterns or not give up on the growth that you've produced, but to continue to push into that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, one of the ones that I feel like I felt and I've seen a lot in people is just the change in church life and the rhythm that people find there. So when you change an environment, a lot of times you leave whatever church you were a part of to go and be where you're at. You know, like for me, it was going back to Sioux Falls and I wasn't going to drive up every Sunday to come to Grace Point to go to church during the Mm -hmm. summer. It just, it wasn't feasible. Um, But going down there, it was hard for me to maintain a consistent church rhythm, one for accountability reasons and just, but also my job where I worked a little bit on Sundays or there was expectations of me on Sundays. And and so I wasn't plugged into a church the way I was up here. So my faith faltered because of that. Like it was hard for me to continually grow in my relationship with Jesus because I wasn't presently doing the things I was doing when I was in Brookings. And even to add on that, even if you stay in Brookings as a young adult, yeah. a lot of times our groups change during yep. the, mm-hmm. the summer. Very much so. So we'll have some opportunities from Oasis, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit at the end of the podcast. But your group that you've been meeting with consistently through the school year might take the summer months off. So then that sense of church rhythm and church life could throw you off as well because you don't have that community or that accountability in that sense. My So question, do you think... It's healthy to have, and this kind of combines the last couple. Do you think it's healthy to have an expectation of commitment to a fellowship, a church, a group of people when you change a location or a, a, a place that you're in for a season? Like temporarily. Like, so what you're saying, yeah. So what you're saying is like, you knew you're going back to the but you also knew you were coming back. Mm-hmm. And so it was a struggle and hard for you because you weren't as committed. You didn't have, like, there were different expectations for you from even other people put on you, mm-hmm. but you weren't as invested. Mm-hmm. It's like, so where's the balance of having, like, I knew what I just was doing and was a part of. Mm-hmm. And when I leave and go to a different space, like how healthy is it to have an expectation of it should look somewhat the same or my maybe time commitment should look the same or I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely think that's a good question. For me, that sun, the Sunday morning thing okay. is like that's 100%. Yep. You know, that's yep. an easy one. Like if you're out of your church rhythm yes. and you're not involved in the corporate congregation of worship, Like that one's an easy, you got to get back into that because I feel like that's a temptation when people leave, especially when they're going to churches that their parents will attend or their, their other friends, but it's just like, they don't, and again, don't get consumeristic about it, but the church they were a part of, and now they're going back to, and it can get messy because you expect something and it's just not what it used to be. And you want something different. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what, what's what do you do? I think. I mean, we're. I think. I think it's okay for us to be all over. If you guys are okay with this, this yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. a little bit, just because as things come up, questions are going to come up, and we'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit about this. 
So the importance of right having that weekly community still, even though it may look different and feel different. Mm-hmm. Like if you go back and if you guys are college students specifically going back to a place where either you went to a church or maybe you found that faith more in, in college, one, don't go back with an expectation of you're going to find Oasis or Grace Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but is it okay to potentially find a new church for that season? I mean, <laughs> like, how do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, I would definitely start I that. I know it's situational. But. Yeah, I would start that conversation with whoever you have back home. I mean, if it's with your parents, I've yeah. seen people not honor their parents yeah. and just start to almost shun or backlash against the church they grew up in or the church their parents attend because it's not it's not what they're used to yeah. and it's not how they grew. And so how do you not jump to these conclusions and start to, to almost insult what they've been a part of? But I'd rather have a conversation and say, hey, here's what I've experienced, here's what I'm looking for, and here's how this doesn't meet those needs, and mm-hmm. what does that look like for us to maybe see how we can encourage that church, or for for me to to shift for that season how I meet those needs. You know, like congregational worship here at Grace Point looks very, very contemporary. I mean, we're going to have the lights, we're going to have the screens, we're going to sing modern songs. But maybe you came from a church that's very, very liturgical, and it sang hymns every Sunday, but you came here and you like what we do more. How can you go back and sit in those pews and those with those people and still find the beauty of worshiping God so, just in yeah, a different way? So you know what I mean? Yeah. So, because as worshipers of Jesus, we should be able to worship in any, any setting, format. any style, yep. any format. And when we can't, when we prioritize our preference or our likes above that, mm-hmm. we're dishonoring God. Yep. Like I'm just going to be blunt about it. And That's so good. you can have your preference, and you can say yeah. this is how I connect with God best. But maybe for a season, you need to to step out because I grew up in a contemporary setting, but I love Mm -hmm. liturgical settings. It's not my preference. I couldn't do it every week. I would feel it would be hard for me to connect with God in that every single week. But sometimes when I go and the rhythms of the way they do things, like just doing something different can be really, really good for you as a worshiper as well. Mm -hmm. And even like in those moments, press in and say, okay, what can I learn? What can I, like your attitude, the way you step into it will ultimately be how you come out of it. hundred oh, percent. If you choose to be, oh, this is outdated, this is yep. boring, blah, blah, blah. Mm. That's the way it's going to be. Yep. You, Nobody learns yeah. this way. Yeah. Nobody Correct. grows this way. Yeah, that's super, it's immature yeah. and it's selfish. Mm. And so what, in, approaching those situations, like maybe you are going to have to re- make a really tough decision to go to the church that you went to either consistently growing up that you don't like, but to go at it with an attitude of a disciple. Yeah. To say I can I can learn here mm-hmm. because a lot of moments in my life, I, I'm right there with you, Jaina, was like, there. man, I, I don't feel like I can learn. I don't feel like I can worship. And it's like when I'm starting to make a lot of I statements, that is very revealing of what actually is in my heart because mm. Jesus can 100% teach us through any means. Mm-hmm. He just yeah. Jesus speaks through people, period. So like when I go back and then I've gone back and when I go visit family even now, and I've, this has changed and a part of what God's done in my heart is like when I go visit fam, when as a, even as a young adult going to Bismarck to see all my geats and family who are all Catholics, like to go into like, even though I, I could, <laughs> you, I know the rhythm of the schedule of what's going to happen on a Sunday at a Catholic service, mm. mm-hmm. just based off of going there and, and having some consistency of being there. But to be able to actually appreciate it, to appreciate the three different readings of scripture through the Old and New Testament, mm-hmm. to be able to actually appreciate the Psalms that are read alongside of the songs that we sing, to be able to appreciate praying together the Lord's Prayer in unity, like those are yeah. moments of what God of God actually doing formation in my soul mm-hmm. and it but it's it has come with like no God actually wants to speak to me like God desires for me yeah. to worship to glorify him right now in this moment despite mm-hmm. yeah. what how it looks yeah
And like maybe even it's not a question of a different denomination, you know, Catholic versus yeah, Wesley yeah, or yeah. whatever, but maybe you're going back to a small church yeah. and they have one little old lady who plays the plays organ. the organ or plays son. the piano and they sing the hymns and and that's harder for you that's a, I mean obviously that's very different than maybe what you're used to here with us, but how can you even get to know the heart of the people who are leading that? And is there a way that you can support them or yeah. even just Take some time and look at the hymns. They are so They're beautiful. Rich. They're rich. Yeah. They're so beautiful with theology and content. Mm. So no. you absolutely can get much yeah. deeper into it than sometimes we're willing to mm. go. And then there's also the time where it's like, yeah, you might find a church back yep. home that functions yeah. like yep. you you have here. Yep. And it and it and it's awesome that you can connect in community there and yeah. learn there. So we're not it's not black yep. and white. Not you black figure, and white yeah, at all. But yeah. have conversations, get counsel mm-hmm. and and be respectful and loving to the people around mm-hmm. you. But mm-hmm. The other side of what I would say when you ask that question of church life, when you take out Sunday morning and you you just you push that one aside for a second and you focus on what would what was your rhythm up here Monday through Friday? Maybe you were in a discipleship relationship, you and someone met one on one, and that's not going to happen for the summer. Or maybe you were in an accountability group where you and a handful of people met and you confess sin or you just process life together. Maybe you were in a small group and you and eight to twelve people sat around and studied the Word together, and now you don't have all of those things. For me, what it look what does it look like for you to evaluate the three months ahead of you and not expect exactly the same, but still look for that in different ways? Yeah. So one of the ways I think it's been healthily done is when you go back with expectations and you're very clear that, hey, I'm, I'm going to start this group or I'm going to get these people together to study the word together, but it might be a three, it's yeah. going to be a three month thing. Mm-hmm. So consistently over those 10 to 12 weeks, like you're still studying the word together and it will look different. It'll feel different, but you're having that sense of community, but it might take intentionality yeah. behind mm-hmm. you because nobody's going to spoon feed that to you over the yeah. three months. Yep. But, and I think that's where the idea of the struggle of it is being okay with the, how different it might look mm-hmm. like and having that attitude and, and approaching it, but still being intentional. Yeah. And even yeah. if it's like, you FaceTime that person who yeah, you used to good. meet with, or you yeah. FaceTime a different friend. Because Technology's a thing. Because there's nobody in your community yeah. who, like, yeah. you live in a small town, real. or you, like, I don't have people I can make a group with, Brennan, but you have a, a phone, hopefully, or if you don't, a computer. Yeah, a computer. Uh, you have have a computer. Or a letter. You have pen, pen and paper, and you can send hey, letters. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Pen pals. But you still have ways where you can connect and encourage each other and challenge each other and read scripture together and pray together. So, mm-hmm. yeah, make sure you're not completely isolating when you leave to go home, yeah. too. Yeah. All right, next. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, this is a hot take for me. I think it's a hot take, and it's definitely situational, um, so it's not black and white, but I would push back on starting a relationship during a transitional season, which for a lot of our college students and young adults, summer happens to be a transitional season. Does that mean you can't ever know? I would just be patient and slow because we want to tend to, especially at the beginning of a summer and a lot of this is based off like my life experience for me personally, but also what I've seen is at the beginning of, of the summer in, in the moment of transition, all of a sudden, like, okay, you meet someone and you want to make promises of like, let's call each other every week or let's meet together or whatever. Or you find someone wherever you're going for the summer. Mm-hmm. Usually people are a little bit different in a season of rest and summer, which summer tends to become for us than they are during the school year. That's not always the case, but sometimes it is just because rhythms change because the community you're around tends to change. Again, speaking more so for college students, but this also can happen for young adults. I would just be really, really patient and slow when it comes to relationships, romantic relationships Mm -hmm. and starting a relationship. I've seen the danger of 
starting something in the summer because either you met them, but you're going to different places. And, and then all of a sudden over time you recognize that like, they're not the person I thought they were because or it just doesn't work or just doesn't mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we want to jump into things too quickly. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be patient and slow. I just cannot yes. believe you hate a good summer fling, man. Well, that's listen. What I, this isn't Greece, okay? <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Is we romanticize <laughs> yeah. the summertime oh, in general, yeah. and so you know, well, like, love is in the air. Well, exactly. The, you know, summer nights, country music. <gasps> yeah, on, everyone basically down, is naked driving. walking around town because oh it's hot out. Well, I mean, you're not, <laughs> I don't know you're not where exactly you live, wrong, but it depends on where you are. I'm just talking but about my even house. Just like just. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Sorry. Even just I'm in tempered, a mood today. It tempered that kind of That's feeling good. within yourself That's super a little good, bit, yeah. or be aware of it. And you know, I mean, if you've ever done camp ministry, you know, oh. camp counselors are we are against purpling. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's just there's a reality that we romanticize that that yeah. season. And yep, mm-hmm. That's super good. Yeah, yeah. Keep that in check. So and, just yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And, and one thing you said in that is just the emphasis that summer has on a rest season, mm-hmm. where especially for college students. You just came off the back of what could have been a hard academic year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> or or you have an easier class schedule and you're just like coasting into the summer anyway. But summer has this, set, this opportunity to lend itself to a period of rest, but oftentimes we'll swing it too far and it becomes a period of laziness mm-hmm. where we're not intentionally developing ourselves spiritually. We're not investing in relationships. We're not connected. We're not working jobs like... Most of you should have a summer job. It's just a good life habit, I would say, for you to make money, to work, to get to do whatever. I don't care what your summer job is, but don't just sit in your parents' house or sit in your apartment for the whole summer and do nothing. Like invest somewhere, do something. Don't let it be a season of laziness where you come back to school and you have to try and kick start the engine again. Yep. You have to try and get your life going again because you just took the last three months yep. off to be a couch potato. And yeah, that's so good. Even coming into it from a young adult perspective. So me and Abby Abby graduated SSU. I didn't. I got kicked out because I didn't have money. <laughs> but she graduated. We knew in a year's time we were going to stay in Brookings, and in a year we were going to go plant a church in Minneapolis. And we had a, this assumption that like we still wanted to have community. So we're staying in the place that we've been staying in, but all of our friends left. Mm-hmm. And so summer became a transitional moment of saying goodbye to friends, but knowing we still need to have that community. Well, we were lazy in the summer process because not a lot of people were here. More people were going to come back in August. Again, this is our context of where we're at in Brookings. And so in our laziness, we didn't intentionally pursue relationship and community and it didn't get easier when September rolled around Mm -hmm. because we didn't make the choices necessary that we needed to in the summer or put in a rhythm of trying to be intentional in some relationships when all our friendships had transitioned. And it's like, that was lazy of us and it it affected us. And like we struggled to have community in Brookings and then because we built those patterns because it was our first year of marriage together, we brought those patterns with us to Minneapolis. And it was really hard for us to find community because we didn't know how to be intentional in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Our laziness does not equal rest. And so if you spend all your time being lazy when you have to jump back into a normal rhythm, you're not rested to step back into that. I think of like athletes who have an off season. In their off season, they don't just sit on their couch and never do anything. Mm-hmm. They still work out. They're still taking care of their body so that, that their body is rested to jump into the next season. Yeah, no, that's um, super And good. that's the same for us just in general with life. And as you look over this list that we just talked through or, or maybe some personal suggestions that you've seen, is there anything you feel like we missed? Like 
if I could tell them this one thing about summer for the next three months, if you're going to practice this, what would, what would that be for you? As far as what to press into? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it, but weekly, weekly church weekly community of the corporate gathering of people like that needs to continue to be the rhythm even if it's hard and you can't find one or, or see one like that needs to be a rhythm that you need to stay into so we talk about that jenna you think we missed anything anything you'd, you'd need to to hit again um oh man i feel like we got everything oh i mean a little bit we were everywhere was, doing yeah, all the things i like it i like going everywhere yeah. it's my personality the, the one i would maybe jump in and, and hit again is just taking who you are and what's changed about you and returning to a place. I mean, there, there are expectations that people will have of you because of who you used to be. That's so good. if your life yeah. of Jesus has changed, if you've been following Jesus for forever, we hope that he has done something in your life in the last nine months and shaped who you are, pieces of your character, how you tick, how you function, just, just whatever. And going back to home or back to family, back to old friends, they often don't know what he has done and that what mm-hmm. what's different about you. And that can cause frustration in them. And a lot of times it can cause in us to for relapse or to, to backslide into habits and patterns that we, we no longer live in, but that's just what they expect of us. And even, it's weird, but I even think like spatially, Going back to cities or places Absolutely. or homes yeah. or friend yeah. group, or like even there brings this this temptation and this weight to to change back to who you were, mm-hmm. and that is hard. So how do you invite people into that and have your your Christian friends be able to encourage you? Maybe going back to non Christian friends and it, it'll be hard. I I've been there. I've done it. Yep. But mm-hmm. there, take hope in Jesus and, and walk really close with Him in yeah. your community. And with, and I think along with that, anticipate potential temptation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like that's that idea of like anticipate it. It might, like the devil because there tends to be more time in a, in a season of summer, even as young with young adults, not just college students. Like he's going to want to attack um, for sure. So just yeah, be aware. And Oasis is going to continue to do some things throughout the the summer. Uh, we will have our last Oasis this Sunday night, which is just crazy. Yeah. The year has My flown life. by. Um, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're in Brookings, we're going to have a carnival at 6. It's going to be epic. We've got a dunk tank that we'll make sure Ben gets extra wet in. Um, Jane and I are, <laughs> I think Jane and I are going to jump in too. So we'll yeah. we'll see how that all rolls. And then we got a bunch of carnival games and food. And so if you're around, we'd love to see you and then worship with you to end our, our series and our year. Uh, but throughout the summer, you two just want to kind of shout out some of the things we, we're looking at doing. Yeah, we're for sure going to do a week. We always do a weekly small group, weekly kind of Bible study. So we'll we'll pick a book of the Bible and go through that together as a community. Everyone invited to that. Um, we haven't picked a time yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're doing some partnership down in Sioux Falls with Trey Ministry once a month. Uh, and then we'll be doing worship services up here once a month as well on cool. Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's still opportunity to connect if you're around Brookings or even the Sioux Falls area over the summer. If you need anything over any of the summer months, I mean, we are always um, con- able to connect. You have our contact stuff. Otherwise, you can just hit us up on our socials. But thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. Peace. Bye.